Oh, trendsetters. This is episode 502 of the Transmove podcast. Why in the hell are you listening to this? Well, I have a story. This is the song I was listening to moments before an FTP test, which I had set in my mind, earmarked three weeks prior, that I just knew that this crap was going to get real from here on in. Moments before this, I just got back from a 45-minute easy run, so I was all hot, ready to go, and this song just revved everything right up. I had a music playlist all raring to go, which stemmed from now right through to the cool down. Everything was just going to be high intense, and I was looking at my bike thinking, you have no chance at all during this. I'm going to rip the cranks off you. I'm going to rip your tape, the bar tape off. I'm just going to put stress fractures all the way through the frames. Hang on a second. Anyway, you can feel the excitement that I was going through with this test. I just had everything all set with the playlist from the after the warm-up, which is the worst part of an FTP test, because all you're all excited, you're all raring to go, and you're just holding back so much because you just want to put everything in. And from from the moment I start the test I did was ten minutes easy, five minute critical power test, five minutes easy, twenty minute critical power test, ten minutes easy. The five-minute critical, but from the moment the five-minute critical power test started, that's when all the live concerts, basically any song, any music that I really like that I get revved up for, I got the live version of that because the intensity is so much higher. So up came a lot of Metallica, a lot of Rage Against the Machine, a lot of Motorhead live in concert, and I just and during the twenty-minute TT part. The first 10 minutes of it, it, it was it, the whole lot was the easiest FTP test I've ever done. The first 10 minutes, I'm thinking this is just too easy. The power's looking good, the heart rate's looking good. And I'm thinking, well, I calibrated my power, but I had two power meters going at the same time because I just didn't want any, you know, didn't want them to cut out or anything like that. And I wanted to compare pairs. So I'm just, I'm riding ridiculously, you know, if comfortable, really comfortable. And 10 minutes to go, I'm thinking, bugger this, I'm not even going to look at anything, let's go. And I've just gone for it. And it really didn't start hurting until about three minutes to go. So we're talking 17 minutes into this 20-minute test. And that's when she really started hurting. And then after it, I looked at, well, after the cool down, I looked. My power leading into last Ironman was 310 for FTP. Lately, I've been hanging around 300 because you know it just has and i thought i was thinking oh somewhere between 305 310 would be probably about right well 325 it apparently said that's what the numbers came up 325 i've never had an ftp that high anyway i don't think it's that high personally Uh, so i i didn't accept that I, i i went to 310 325 i just think i just had a ridiculously good test that that's all it was but yeah i've never never had a test like it before it was just the most easiest thing i've ever done it was a shame they're not always like that but anyway i just got excited with that story and i just had to add a little bit of music for a little bit of uh more entertaining entertainment than anything so you're probably wondering why the hell you're still listening. Today's question comes from Will, who sent an email through tim at trainsmooth.com. Or if you want to send your questions to help support the show, it's trainsmooth.com. 
He writes about stride power meters and running and power versus everything else. He writes, uh, I train with a stride running power meter. I weigh 82 kilos and my critical power is 275 watts, which will see me traveling at around 515 per kilometer on the flat. So just to give a bit of more content, the critical power, basically if he ran a 275 watts, over, that's what you would expect him to hold for 10 kilometers. And if it's a flat 10 kilometer race he's doing, uh, he, he's going to be traveling at around um, 515 per kilometer, which would give somewhere around the 52 minute mark for a 10k race, somewhere around there. Um, could someone with the same weight and the same power, but with the same, but with better running technique, go faster? Yes, that is one hundred percent correct. If not, not ever looking at your technique, but I'd say that's one hundred percent correct. Um, if so, what drills and ta- and tactics would you recommend to improve running technique? So, um, yeah. There's a few things to look at with the stride power meter. Stride power meter is going to be giving you leg spring stiffness. That's a really cool number to look at. Um, so basically what that nu- that number tells you, um, the higher you can get that, the faster you're going to go at the same amount of oxygen used. This, so it's basically free speed. So that so that's a that's the number you're looking at. That's what the number you're talking about without talking about it. Um, so you manipulate that number, you manipulate um, your speed. So the, um, uh, there's a few things you can do. Um, I don't know how many times a week you run. But, um, so this, going back to the basics, the, um, you've got a long run. You Let's say you run three days a week. One's doing intervals. One's doing more of an aerobic run. And you can add strides at the end. Um and strides and drills and the third one can be a long run for instance so let's say you have those three three things there um the intervals are going to help that that will help improve you know your whole economy um with running that which will manipulate all this easy run um you add drills into that and you run and and you finish off that with anywhere between four and ten strides and with your strides, because you've got a power meter, you can run them a lot better. Most people run strides way too fast or way too hard. So with strides, um, you're looking 20, 30 seconds at um, 105% of your critical power with about a minute easy in between. So we're not talking about super hard, super fast here. Um, we're, we're talking what you'd run probably a 5K race in. Um, people look at the word stride and they start sprinting and it's not what you're trying to achieve. Um, and obviously your long run will, will help with um, building the economy, of uh, your efficiency of running. So there's a few other things you can do. Um, strength training will help greatly with this. Uh, plyometrics um, training will help with this part of your strength training. You've got to be careful with plyometrics to start off very, very easy and very, very small and slowly build up. Um, as for what drills and techniques, you know, you got fa- um, fast steps, bum kicks, um, skippings, 
uh, oh, go, jump onto your little Google machine, um, YouTube machine, and type in Pete Jacobs run techniques uh, or run drills. Uh, Pete Jacobs has a couple of videos on um, run drills, and they're, they're you. I would look at doing them. Um, he he's actually did pretty good at that. Um, I'd also look at before every single run. Um, adding some um, pre-warm-up activation sessions, so grabbing some bands and trying to activate your glutes, and uh, maybe doing some um, calf raises, and just trying to activate everything. That that will that will help as well. There's a lot of stuff you can do um, to help improve improve this. Uh, um, but you, someone, if you if you work on um, really good really good technique improving your technique so getting some video footage of your running um i saw a video not uh, it might today um by bobby mcgee from had bobby mcgee talking about drills and stuff and he he was um saying the athlete oh, what was he saying now um the athlete needs to see it not feel it um so basically what he means is uh, Get get some video footage of yourself running, um, even if it's you put your phone up against the the post at the footy field and run up and down. Just just have a look at your technique, see what see what's happening with your foot land, seeing what's happening with your stride, seeing what's happening with your shoulders. Um, are they loose and relaxed? What what are your hands doing? Are they crossing over? So just having a quick basic look at all that. And then you can start adding drills into it. Start adding um, pre uh, pre run activation. So and then so you do some pre run activations. Go for a little bit of a run um, on that easy run day. Add some add some drills. Go for keep keep running for a little bit longer. And towards the end, add the strides. That's that's what I would be looking at doing. Um, and that's three runs a week. The more runs you do, the the more um, improvement you're going to see in running. Um, but you've got to be careful because the more running you do, the higher the um, risk of injuries. So you've got to keep that in mind. If you're injury prone, you, you probably should be looking at doing... Um, Injury prevention strength training, a lot of balance and core strength training. I, I had, uh, um, I was trying to get an athlete to do a lot of this recently, um, where just something basic, like you get a broom handle, and you um, similar to a single leg deadlift, you put you put your hands right up to the top with a, with a broom handle, and then start bending right down as you're doing a single leg deadlift. And until your foot's almost, until your hands almost touching the ground, so, and you have to work a, a lot on balance there, and that just hit. You do um, four lots of ten up and downs on each leg, and you you feel like you're you're in the gym doing doing some heavy weights because you're using a whole lot of um, stability muscles you're not normally used to hitting. Um, so that that can really take a lot out of a person just doing those alone. Um, so I would, and I'm only guessing that bit that, you, you know, that's just a side tip for people who do get, um, injury, injuries from, um, running a lot. So, um, but anyway, yeah, I'd be looking at, um, 
what you're doing within the run and then what you can do outside of that run to help improve that run. So as a, uh, you know, adding st- regular strength training. And you, you you don't need to be at the gym to do the strength training, You this, especially for running. There's a lot of cool stuff you can get, especially band work um, that you can just keep in your top drawer at home if you don't have the room. Um, but if you can get the weight, uh, weights, you can add more to um, to it. So, but you definitely can. I would do the first thing I would do is create yourself a, a weekly template. So Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Uh, and what you can achieve in in that week, realistically, week in, week out, not you know, not what you can do this week and what you can't do next week, and yeah, it's got to be week in, week out, what you can do, um, and then you can start putting everything around what you can can do every week. So you go right, I can do four runs a week. So one's going to be intervals, two are going to be e- easy-ish. Um, one's going to be a long run. Those two easy runs, I'm going to add drills. I'm going to be adding um, strides at the end uh, towards, but and and then you might have three days or two days that you can add some strength training. Now that you can be just ten minutes if that's all you can get, um, but you just got to start mapping everything around that. Once you do, once you have a bit of a mud map of what each week's going to semi look like i would google pete jacob or youtube pete jacob's run techniques and i would uh, just copy and paste exactly what he's doing in that because i remember i've watched it a few times in the past and i remember just thinking this is he's nailed it and you, and you gotta people f- soon forget about pete jacobs we've he's got the fourth fastest kona run time people People forget, uh, and before Patrick Langer, he had the third fastest behind, um, you know, two of the big four, Mark Allen and, um, God, what's his name now? Oh, I've just drawn a blank. So, uh, so Pete Jacobs, really, really good runner and a really, really good swimmer. Not too bad. He's okay on the bike. <laughs> um, anyway, it, it's exciting to actually talk about Pete Jacobs, haven't it? He, he he's making a comeback. He apparently he's making a comeback, and he wants to win Kona um, next year in October. Kona, <laughs> and he wants to be um, what would that be? Ten years in, um, from the last time he won it. So that'd be super excited if he can. So I don't don't know. He talks a talks a lot of stuff lately, but we'll we'll see. I hope he does. I hope so because he's a super nice guy. Anyway, so that's that's what I would do with with that, and then I would look at um, YouTubing uh, or trying to find some basic plyometrics. Maybe just start off with a skipping rope at first, and slow do that for a few minutes once a week, and then slowly build that up for five minutes twice a week, and then you can start doing some box jumpers, jumpers, <laughs> box jumps, some. Um, you know some box drops um just just having a play play around with that but i'd be doing it very very slowly introduction to that because it's such a violent impact to your um to your body that you've got to let it slowly get used to it but the rewards for plyometrics um 
is quite high. So I would look at doing that. And then I and then also another flip turn is to try and improve your critical power too. But but all that will that will look after itself too. If you if you structure the each week properly. But, but just creating that mud map first. I hope that helps. If you guys have any other questions, jump on through to the website, trainsmove.com, or send me through an email, tim at trainsmove.com. Until next episode. Hey, Rue.